With the NBA trade deadline only 49 days away, it's time to start looking at what players could be moved. In our previous video, we talked about teams that could be buyers or sellers at the trade deadline. Now let's look at what assets could be on the move during that deadline. We're gonna get into all that and more right after this. Thank you for tuning in to the number one place for your daily basketball fix, NBA Central. Hosted by the one and only CEO Hayes. Welcome to another episode of NBA Central. I'm one of the hosts here, Hayes, holding it down today for the team. And so I know it's been a while since I dropped a video, but I wanted to talk about what assets, what players, right, could be on the move at this year's trade deadline. We're only 49 days away from the trade deadline. And while I know that seems like a long time, with the way that this season's progressing, we're going to be there before we know it. And we've already talked about the teams that are kind of in the middle of the pack, teams that could look to either go completely in, in the tank mode and just be bad and increase their draft top stock, or some of those middling teams that could look to make a considerable move to improve themselves. But on today's episode, I want to talk about some of the players that could be moved at that trade deadline. Now, one of the first teams that I'm going to, one of the first set of players I'm going to talk about, they're actually on my team, and that's the Chicago Bulls. And with the recent rumor that came out about Alice Caruso and GMs being um, interested in Alice Caruso, while I don't think it's likely that the Bulls move Alice Caruso, he's a big part of just what they do. The ball movement there has been much better since he's been in the starting lineup. We know the defensive intensity and just overall playmaking ability on both sides of the ball that Alice Caruso brings. Yes, he doesn't uh, take a lot of shots. He doesn't make a lot of shots either. Shooting about 42% um, from the field uh, so far this season. But when you look at the Chicago Bulls, they are a team that really, depending on which way they decide to go, if they do decide to go even retool, not a rebuild, if they, God forbid, decide to go rebuild, they have a couple of players that could be on the, the trade block. One being Alice Caruso, another being uh, Nikola Vucevic, who is on an expiring deal, and another one could be DeMar DeRozan. Now, DeMar DeRozan would be a play more for teams that are kind of maybe a little bit in that play and maybe a little bit outside the play and that are looking to maybe get in that top four, maybe increase their chances to make it to the second round or, or a finals, a conference finals appearance. And so I do think that while unlikely, I still think it's unlikely that the Bulls make a major move. I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention any of those players. Now, I know there's been some rumors recently about Zach Levine and him wanting to go to the Lakers. I've kind of broke that down. Um, there's not really much to be said there, in my opinion. There's not much legs to that rumor. But, you know, depending on what the Bulls could decide to do, depending on if they do decide to, to pick a direction, do they want to go younger, maybe not be a playoff team right now, you know, those type of things, there could be some moves made. And this team, even if the Bulls do decide to retool, right, and increase their chances to make the playoffs um, and get higher in there, they could use look to use Nikola Vucevic's expiring contract for some of these other players. But I wanted to do that. But let's move off of that. One of the players that has been in trade rumors for, it feels like years and years and years, is Eric Gordon. Now, a report did recently come out that the Houston Rockets are more um, keen to move uh, uh, Eric Gordon than they have been in the previous two years. Still seems like they're asking for not a super steep asking price for him, but they do want to get considerable assets back for him. So even though they're more willing now to trade Eric Gordon than what they have before, Teams around the NBA know what Eric Gordon brings. He brings a player that can score for you off the bench, do some distributing, especially if you do have some other playmakers down there. He can fit in on almost any roster. Now, it seems like they're looking for a future first-round pick or a young player for Gordon um, instead of a late-round pick. But I think as, as things get closer to that, we could see them maybe even back down off of that. 
Um, we'll see. Now, again, he has a high salary at $19.6 million. So any team that does trade for him is going to have to at least match that salary. So we'll see what happens with that. But I do think Eric Gordon is one of the trade candidates uh, from this team. Now, we had a report also coming out today that Trey Young could be one of the uh, players that does ask for a trade. Now, I'm not talking about Trey Young. I'm not going to put him on this list. But John Collins is absolutely a player that I'm going to put on this list. Again, he's basically been asking uh, to be moved since he signed that deal, um, well, reportedly. Um, it seems like his role has been shrinking um, in Atlanta as well, not not having as much of an impact as he had the year before he signed that contract. Now, the thing with Collins is he's in the second year of a five-year, $125 million contract. But with the salary cap expected to rise soon and a new TV deal coming down the pipeline, teams could absolutely look at this and saying, hey, we can do worse than a power forward who's uh, averaged 16.2 points per game on 56 per shooting and 77.8 rebounds in his career. So it could be that we can see um, there's been rumors of teams like Atlanta, Indiana, Dallas, and Phoenix all being interested in John Collins. And he's definitely a player that we could see on the move by the trade deadline. Next one up is Kyle Kuzma, another young athletic power forward, averaging over 20 points per game, over uh, seven rebounds per game on the season. He's shooting the ball about 35% from three-point range so far this season as well. And his defense has taken a nice uptick. He's not a lockdown defender by any stretch of the imagination, but he is a solid defender. Now, he does have a player option for next season for $13 million. So because of that, um, it may be some risk there. I don't see him opting out of it, but he very well could opt out and then look to sign a, a longer-term contract. So teams that could even be interested in him at, at the, at an in free agency, if he did decide to go that route, could look to trade for him to get his bird rights, which would allow them to re-sign him and talk extension with him. So John, uh, I'm sorry, not John Collins, Kyle Kuzma is another one to put on that list. Jay Crowder is the next one up, and he's one that we all know. He's been on the trade deadline since training camps open. Nothing's been moved there. We'll see what ends up happening with him and his, and his $10 million contract. Again, I do expect him to be moved. He's probably the most likely candidate to be moved at some point because Phoenix is incentivized to get rid of that contract. They just have to come off that asking price a little bit, in my opinion. Bojan Bogdanovic is the next one up on this one. Um, it, look, there's some saying that he could be traded. There's some that's saying, no, they extended him because they wanted to keep him. But it seems like there is some possibility that they're open to trading Bojan. Now, do I think that's likely? He's, he's, he's later on this list because I don't necessarily see him um, being moved, but I can understand that that's a young team that's not going to win a lot of games. He's a veteran that could help any team in the NBA um, bring some shooting, bring some some defense, bring some scoring, things like that. Not a lot of defense, though, right? Not a lot of defense, but absolutely a player that could be on the on that trade deadline and trade block by the by the uh, in the next forty nine days. Next one up, Miles Turner. Now, Miles Turner seems like a, a, as well a player that's been in rumored in trade talks for at least the last year and a half, if not longer than that. Now, he is having a damn good season. And one of the, the things with that is looking at where the Indiana Pacers are, right? Um, a team that is is right now slated to be the eighth seed and be in that play-in tournament. Um, so there's something could be said about, especially with the chemistry of that team, that they could look to keep him, even though they'll have to extend him. But I'm putting them on this list because I do think it's likely that Miles Turner is traded. A lot of league execs expected Buddy uh, Hill and Miles Turner to kind of be moved by now. Um, so I do look at the trade deadline. They may not be moved together. I think so far the season you've heard, but mainly because of the Lakers, them uh, as a package together. But I do think that Indiana could 
get more assets back if they do trade them in separate deals. When you look at the rise of Tyrese Halliburton, uh, uh, Benedict Matherin, and what they mean to that team, even though Miles Turner is only 26 years old, now I understand it feels like Miles Turner has been in the league for a long time, but he's a he's a still a fairly young player with even what he's showing this season, still enough room to do some growth and development that he could be a hell of a trade chip for a team that's maybe in that middle, kind of where the paces are, in that middle of the pack, that playing area, that want to increase their chances in the playoffs, he could be that. But we could very well see the Indiana Pacers decide to hold on to him as well. So it really just it really just depends. Um, it says right now, um, you know, we don't know if he necessarily wants out. He did just switch agents, so that could be something um, that, that you could look at there. But it seems like also there's been reports that he is open to staying in Indiana. So we'll see what happens with that. Again, he's a player that I'm putting on here as well. Jakob Porto is the next one up. And this is a player that I would love for my team, the Chicago Bulls, to trade for. When you look at him, yes, his numbers aren't kind of eye-popping eye, eye or anything like that. Averaging about 13 points, about 10 rebounds a game for, for San Antonio down there. But he's a player that can fit in almost any system. He's going to play on both sides of the ball. He's going to offer some, uh, some scoring. And he's in the final year of a contract extension, only making $9.4 million. So for a team that is looking to trade him, matching salaries is not going to be that hard at all. And then that team could very well look to immediately re-sign him and have those bird rights to then go over the cap to, to sign him. The Raptors, Warriors, and Celtics have all come up in trade rumors for him, and all those kind of make sense, especially when you look at the Celtics, missing time lore, things like that. The Warriors, who are kind of just missing some things, and they've lost some big games with Steph Curry out. And the Raptors, who reportedly the Raptors may be looking to move one of those young, long wings that they have on that team to kind of just fix the balance of that roster as well. So, again, uh, something to be said there. Considering he's going into free agency, considering the Spurs are basically in a rebuild, they may not want to pay him. Not a player that's extremely old either, so they could be a world in which they look to keep him. But I do think that Jacoporto is going to be a player that ends up being moved. The last one I'm putting on this list is Mo Bamba. And this rumor has been out, you know, the the Magic, they just had a weird offseason when it came to Mo Bamba. They, they renounced his rights, end up re-signing him anyway, which was weird. When people all but, once the, the rights were renounced, they expected him to be gone. They end up re-signing him, holding on to him, and, and then they haven't used him. Now, that's a part of the, the rise of Bo Bo, who's just had a great impact for that Orlando Magic team, and it's kind of phased Mo Bamba out. And when you look at the... The Orlando Magic, a team full of really tall players that are all better than him. We look at Franz Wagner, Paulo Benchero, uh, Wendell Carter, uh, uh, all those players, a uh, ball ball now at this point, right? All players that you project to be ahead of Mo Bamba in that lineup and in that depth. And already some of those players are playing out of position just to make room for all the young athletic bigs that they have on that team. You could very well see Mo Bamba being on the move. And even though he has not had the, 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 impact he had last season there's enough there to say if you did trade for him you could be getting a hell of a player who still has another year under contract he signed a two-year 20.6 million dollar deal and he's a player that could very well be on the move but let me know what you guys think about all this down below are there any other trade chips that you think are players that could be moved at the trade deadline and where do you think these players are going to go who do you think is going to be some of the biggest buyers and sellers i know that was our last video still want to hear from you guys sound off on that that is it for us for today. If you want to follow me, you can do so at CEO Hayes. If you want to leave us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, NBA Central Show at gmail.com is where you can find us. But that's it for us for today. But that's it from us for today. Make sure you guys enjoy the basketball, especially on Christmas Day. Well wishes and happy holidays to all of you guys. Peace.
This has been a presentation of the Break Break.